This is a podcast for today's woman, discovering a beautiful life as the keeper of her home. Hey girlfriends, I'm Kadisha and welcome to The Custom Life with Kadisha White. Today I am joined by two very special guests, Juanita and Reina from She's a Keeper podcast, where they inspire women to know that there's more to life than being a wife. So welcome to the show, ladies. And um, I would love for you ladies to introduce yourselves. So me and my sister are both married, um, and we found ourselves being asked all the time, how's wife life, how's wife life? And, you know, we're honored because we're honored to be wives. Um, but what we didn't want is to provide a culture for women to believe that wifehood is all that they should aspire to be. Mm. And so She's the Keeper podcast is really our opportunity and our platform to give women the necessary tools to become a whole woman mm-hmm. and, and to be their best selves before they even become a wife or even in the midst of their wifehood and so that way the better they are as a woman the better they are in every other aspect of their life absolutely so we have varying podcast topics ranging from relationships to our walk with god um really anything that really comes to our hearts comes to our mind that we feel like women need to know um so we touch on parts of our lives each of us individually because of course we're two separate people yeah and so we have different aspects and different perspectives that we love to give to women um and just so that they know that they are not alone and that we're here to support them so all that we are is in support of women and womanhood yeah that is awesome so yeah i love that so reina you and i met first through a women's group um, up in the DMV. Yes, girl. <laughs> then you introduced me to Juanita during your wedding season. Hey, hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> your <Hey>. lovely, <laughs> hey girl, your lovely sister-in-law turned real sister. Um, yes. <laughs> and you both are incredible women of God. And I shared this with you both, but I just think there's such a purity to your relationship and you just exude oh. how beautiful, you know, a godly sisterhood and friendship can be. So I just really I admire know. that. Yeah, I just really admire that and love that about um, seeing you two together. Yeah. Awesome. So let's just jump in. So you all are coming off of a few series of episodes um, or a series of episodes of your podcast where you shared about godliness and salvation and what it means and looks like to be a saved and godly person or woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you could share one takeaway nugget. So if someone were to listen to your podcast, whether it's those episodes or just your podcast in general, what's the one thing you would want someone to leave knowing? Mm, That's a great question. I would definitely say we want them to know that we are not only here to empower them but to encourage them and to support them um and with each episode they are truly in mind when we're thinking about episodes we are considering what we would want them to know that we didn't know Mm -hmm. and so we share that in a way that is not only godly but also practical Mm -hmm. so we want them to take away tips nuggets gems that they can use starting today right Mm -hmm. so in every topic every series we want them to come away with an understanding that, um, of course, not only wifehood, but womanhood right. and being a whole person is what we strive for women to take away from. Yeah. And I think, um, 
also just kind of allowing them to shift their focus from others to themselves. Mm. Oftentimes we as women and people in general are always looking at what other people are not doing right. Mm. Um, and so we kind of be like, oh, well, I can act this way because she didn't do this and or he didn't do this. So I can be this way when it's more of like, no, like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That is contributing to your future. Are you striving to be better every day? Mm. Are you doing the necessary work in the areas in which you need work in? Yeah. And so, you know, it's our prayer and our heart's desire um, to really allow women to to take that self-reflection and mm-hmm. be like, hey, I'm not all that I want to be and that's okay, but I can I can do the work to get to where I want to be. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like even the first step in any type of growth is recognizing that you have an issue or a problem and, and putting in the necessary, necessary steps to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, having such a strong platform or having such a an impactful message. And, you know, it's just going to impact the people who listen, people around you, people that you don't even know, um, mm-hmm. which kind of leads me to my next question. How have you kind of seen God move in your family or move in the lives of maybe those around you? Um, and maybe even specifically for those who are unbelievers or just kind of in general, have you gotten a lot of good feedback? Sure. Um, I, I will say that I always prayed to be an example, Mm -hmm. um, even before I knew what that looked like. Um, and, and it of course had to be the Holy Spirit because I didn't know all that would come with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times being the examples, being the first person to do something and in my family and in my life, um, we are generational curse breakers and we've talked about that in the episode. Mm. And so being an example is sometimes, you know, being the first person to um, not have children out of wedlock Mm -hmm. or to um, get married first or to own a home. And so in those, I found um, one of the greatest things was when I started my journey of purity. Mm -hmm. Um, My family, especially my parents, truly supported me. It wasn't something that we had talked about, but... um, they were able to see the change in me and be able to support that. And they realized like, this isn't just, you know, something that, you know, you have to start at 16. Like you can always restart this in your life. Mm -hmm. And that purity isn't always just sexual purity. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, what does your mind take in? What does your eyes take in? Um, The conversations that you're having. So I really think that, um, my journey in purity helped for my family to see that purity isn't just sexual. It's, you know, all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so funny because my sister says that she acts to be an example and not an ex. And the <laughs> Lord still made me one. Okay. Um, so that's the story of my life. I've been set apart my whole life. I have been different my whole life. Um, And, you know, people always, I feel like sometimes with believers, they always talk about the life of sin that God saved them from. Mm -hmm. And I think that God saved me from a life of sin, but before I even got into it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, And so my story is a little different in the sense that he has prepared me to not be exposed to certain things and to not um, walk through certain territories because he wanted to keep me pure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like how my sister said, not just physically pure because I was a virgin until I got married, but all aspects of my life had to be pure in order to be the example that he has called me to be. And so what I think that my life and what I have lived 
um, has done for others is that it gives them hope that this this Jesus thing is possible, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes we see like our preachers and we're like, oh, well, that's just him, you know. But if I can see my sister or my best friend or my daughter right here, the one that I birthed or the one that I talk to every day is living this life hey this is a life that i can live too you know Mm -hmm. and so it's my desire you know that god can use me to go through those tough things and that i can learn from them and then i can provide that type of wisdom to others so that they won't also go through those things or so that they can get those get through those things if they're going through them amen yeah for sure and i love that um juanita i think that's such a good point about you know, we just go kind of go through life and experience things. And but God saved you from experience certain thing, experiencing mm-hmm. certain things because it's like just adds so much more stress and, you know, unnecessary like baggage and just mm-hmm. so that is definitely a blessing. Um, one thing that I'm kind of going off script here too, um, Raina, one thing that you said, did at your wedding and I can see when you say that you asked God to be an example, it was just so amazing. One thing that you said, it was along the lines of if you want to know how I got here or if you're wondering, you know, how can life get better? And you said like, I'm a living testament or like a living testimony, this wedding, our union, you know, it's only by God's grace. And um, yeah. And I also think you said something along the lines of that you surrendered to God and you you just let it go and you put it on his hands and then like now you're starting to see the fruit and you know some of the yeah. things that you shared about breaking generational curses it's like you know only god can you know break a curse really because it's either god right. or curse so you know so that's really amazing and um just wanted to let your works publicly declare your praise there <laughs> but yeah yeah that was that was awesome that you did that um at your wedding so my next question then is what is one of your favorite aspects about walking with god mm. i would say um now being a believer it is a I I remember before um, surrendering to Christ, I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. Um, And it was so hard and heavy to bear. Like, it it felt unbearable. Mm. And so when I came to Christ, of course, not everything is easy, but I knew I could pray, right? Mm. And I knew that he heard me even if um, I didn't hear him. Right. And so with that, I was able to release those burdens or not take on some that weren't even mine to take on. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably the best part. I remember, you know, anxious thoughts, anxious nights where, you know, you know, bills possibly not getting paid or I was Mm -hmm. I remember specifically, you know, working full time and going to college full time. And I'm just like, how am I going to take care of this? Mm -hmm. Um, And so. Of course, he, he, you know, still allows things to happen, but it's just like, you now have a friend that who, who can bear this burden with you or take it completely on. And so that's probably my favorite part of um, walking with God for sure. Yeah, that's good. I was trying to think about it. I think my, it's probably the aspect of being used by him. And I'm going to tread lightly because um, if you, if you're a real, real believer, you know, you know the uh, uncharted territories that come with being used by the Lord. Um, But what I mean by that is um, the ability to be able to converse with him um, and to receive things from him, such as like wisdom um, and direction. I mean, like, you know, I think about people that 
that don't hear from God or don't recognize that God is speaking to them and they are lost. Like I can't, I can't, I don't know what my life would be like if I didn't know my purpose. And I believe that that is rooted in Jesus. And if you don't know your purpose, you are lost. You are searching every day for, okay, is this what I'm supposed to do? No, I'm tired of that. Is this what I'm supposed to do? Uh, I mean, I'm good at it, but I don't really like it. Like, I'm grateful that I'm able to go to my Heavenly Father and He can download things within me to say, hey, daughter, this is what I see for your life. And it resonates with me. It's actually something that I could see myself doing or something that I enjoy doing. And to be able to have that and to have the Creator that created me say, hey, walk through this path. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Even if I don't know, or don't understand or if it's a rough path I know that it's going to be good in the end because my father told me to do it mm-hmm. and I think that reassurance in life is one of my my favorite aspects of my relationship with Christ mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. I think that's the hope and the assurance in life because this is a hard life mm-hmm. to live without the hope in the light mm-hmm. that you need and I think mm-hmm. that's that's who Jesus is for me mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, you know, I would echo that one, Ada. That is so, I think you just said that so well, that it's the reassurance in life. And I would agree that that's probably one of my favorite parts about walking with God too. And just thinking about how I was living and just how dark and like, how dark I felt. Like I felt just really depressed and just in a deep pit. Yes. And it can sometimes feel like, like, am I ever going to get out of this? Like, what's the way out? And the fact that mm-hmm. God you know, he's not just some mystical being out there. He's very personal and like his word illuminates, literally illuminates our life and gives us a path and direction. So I think that's awesome. I love that point. So I also love the fact that on your podcast, you talk about how there's more to life than being a wife, of course, and the fact that your podcast is by women for women. And um, Juanita, you said something that I thought was really good. You said, um, before you can be a good wife, you first need to be a good woman. So what does it mean to each of you to be a good woman? To be a good woman means that you are always aspiring to be your whole self. And by whole, I mean that you really take the time to self-reflect and analyze all the aspects of your life, all the the um, pieces of your life and figure out how you can be your best you. Um, and, and that is a journey, right? It's not just a one-day thing. It's not just a two-week thing, a two-year thing. It, it means that you are always figuring out, okay, hey, I did this well, great job. And then, okay, well, on this side, I, I, I could probably do a little bit better okay well let me put a plan in place to figure out how I can do better the next time and so I think that it that being a a good woman is essentially being a whole woman and what a whole woman looks like is celebrating yourself for all the great things that you have done right and then giving yourself the grace for the things that maybe you still have yet to improve but that but you don't stay there right that you you give yourself enough courage to say hey this may feel uncomfortable or hey i may be embarrassed because i'm not that great in this area but i'm going to strive to be my best anyhow and so it's really that idea of who am i before all of these other things that I do. So like, who am I as Juanita before I come become Juanita the wife? Or who am I as Juanita the woman before I become Juanita the um, the sister? You know, so before you put on those hats, who are you at the end of the day? You know, mm. who are you behind closed doors? And I think mm. if you are okay with that woman, then that to me is a good woman. Mm. 
and I and I would completely agree and echo what my sister say. And I would even go forward as to think about um, those times when we are women who, you know, we always think it's not going to be us, but we are looking for men or we're looking for a husband. And a lot of times we have this list in our mind of what he should have, what he should be, mm-hmm. what degree, all these types of things. But then we're not self-reflecting on what do we actually have? Mm-hmm. What are we bringing to the table? And I think in being a good woman, like my sister said, self-reflection, but also if you have this list for this guy, have that same list for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, you'll be able to see that, hey, I'm for one, I'm good on my own, but we will be great together, mm-hmm. right? And so my sister always says, like, I don't need you as a husband, but I want you. Mm-hmm. And so there's got to be a difference from this desperation mm-hmm. that girls have. And then for women, it's just like, well, he's the cherry on top, mm-hmm. right? So you've got to be your whole self. And you've also got to be willing to put in the work Mm -hmm. um, and also recognize that you are the prize. Mm -hmm. And so before you can really um, accept a man, you've got to know that you're a good woman and a good uh, a good wife. He's not finding a woman. He's finding a wife. And so in that, you've got to make sure that you are everything that you would want in your spouse as well. Yeah. Yeah, you you two are just brilliant. I really like that. Um, I like your point, Juanita, too, about identity. And then Reina, your point about being whole. And I think it also, I, I think in our society, a lot of times being a woman is just centered around femininity. Well, sure, women, you know, are different from men in that way where we might be tender and sweet, patient and caring, you know, possibly even more so than men in some ways. Right. But um, but I also think, you know, to your point about identity, finding your identity in God and having a godly character and letting him clean out those dark corners and just refining. So I do love that point about, you know, knowing your identity and even, you know, the purpose of making disciples. Like some people may not be at the point where they have necessarily like a well-defined niche of a purpose but you know make disciples that's like our main number one purpose as believers so mm-hmm. you know i love that um i really do like that a lot one of my next questions um in one of your episodes you spoke about how people can relate to the word um through biblical people so whether that's a teacher or a builder um and i think in the episode you mentioned your father-in-law so who can you relate to or see yourself in in the bible sure I think it goes back to, um, like I said before, the prayer that I had to be an example mm-hmm. before I even knew what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I wasn't married or, or pregnant at the time. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Elizabeth, Mary's um, cousin, of course, Mary, the mother of Jesus, her cousin, Elizabeth um, was first pregnant with John the Baptist. And in that, it's it's so crazy that Elizabeth and her husband confirm and reassure um, Mary in that everything's going to be okay. Like, God told me the same thing. Look at what happened to me. He'll do the same thing for you. Um, and so at the time, I wasn't pregnant, wasn't married, but I just felt a special just connection to Elizabeth. And I clearly see that playing out in my life. <laughs> But it's, it's it's another thing, like how God can just fulfill those things that he shares to you in those innermost moments. Um, so definitely Elizabeth, that's my girl. 
I'm gonna go with my girl Esther. Um, yeah. I really, really, really love Esther for multiple reasons, but I do see a lot of myself in her. Um, and she was blessed by God to have this opportunity to go into um, the kingdom, essentially go into um, the leadership at that time, and then even be able to become leadership um, just so that she could help her family back home. That's exactly how God uses me. It's like, okay, you grew up in this place, but I'm going to take you from this place and I'm going to give you more. I'm going to expose you to more. I'm going to put you in situations of leadership, of power, so that when you get there, not because of you, but because of me, you can then set your family free. You can then set your friends free. You can then set all the people that grew up with you free. And I feel like that's exactly what God does for me. Um, and I think that the same way that she felt was, you know, Mordecai, I can't do this. Right. You know, not me. And he like, you know, who knows? If, if this is the time for you to be queen, if this is the opportunity for you to be queen, I know it's crazy. I know it doesn't even make sense. But like, who knows if this is the real reason why God put you here and for you to be queen at a time such as this. Yeah. And I feel like that that's all the situations I'm ever in. I'm like, okay, God, no, I don't want this. God, I don't want to be here. And it's like, what if God put you there for a reason for this time? You know, he didn't just wake up one day and be like, okay, you, you, I think you're okay for this job. Go ahead and do it. No, he fashioned me even before I was even thought of. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even in, when I was in my mother's womb, he knew, okay, she was going to do X, Y, and Z. And so I feel like my girl Esther is, is me. And, and I'm grateful for that because when I, when I become discouraged, I have somebody that I can read about to be like, okay, if he did it for her, he could do it for me. So. Yeah, amen. Yeah, and I love that. And when I was, you know, thinking about our conversation, um, I started to say how, which biblical characters. But thinking about it, the Bible, those are real people, which biblical people. And so I just love how intentional God was in showing all sides of people in the word, um, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I think with us, you know, as believers and even people who are just new to the faith or curious about it, seeing God's word and seeing all that there is, you know, about life that applies to our life today. Um, I just love that. And I love the point that you guys made um, in your episode about being able to identify with people in the Bible. So that's awesome. My last question, this is might be a little off script too, but um, or actually, no, it might not be. But the question that I want to ask is, how do you know God is real? Mm. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I, of course, you want to say that the good biblical answer that it's it's simply faith. Um, but he also gives us <laughs> actual, actual miracles, signs and wonders. Um, he speaks to us throughout the day, daily. Um, and I would say for me, how do I know God is real? Um, I would say answered prayers for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, because there were specific things that I asked God for, like prayed for, from my husband to my house to, mm -hmm. you know, my life to, mm -hmm. you know, simple things throughout the day. Hey, God, I don't have money for my lunch. I, I need you to provide a way. Mm -hmm. And he did every single time. Mm -hmm. um, or I was telling my um, my brother-in-law, like, 
I used to work downtown and every morning or every lunch break, I would see someone who was homeless or who was asking for something. And I know it's not me who put it on my heart to give them my entire lunch bag, but I would literally give them everything I had, my entire lunch bag, reusable water bottle, everything. And I'm just like, I know that's not me. That's not a natural thing Mm -hmm. for a human to do. We are Mm self-preserving. We wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I knew when I would give that, I still knew he would provide. And every time he would, either my boss would bring me lunch that day or a coworker would be like, hey, I'm getting pizza. Do you want some? No charge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's really, I think, knowing God is real is looking for those opportunities to see that he's real. Yeah. If you're actually looking and paying attention, you will see his hand and everything. Yeah, that's so good. So um, I have kind of like a two-part answer. So before I met my husband, I was one of those believers that was completely okay with just saying, like, I know God is real because I believe that he's real. Um, I've read his word. I have, you know, heard all the sermons. I've had many encounters. And But why is God real? How do we know God is real? And I used to think, you know, like, man, just believe. Like, that should be good enough for you, right? But what what I was recognizing was, one, to even be a believer, you have to be able to defend the faith, mm-hmm. right? right? Meaning that you should have some type of substance to your belief. And so it allowed me to really dig deeper into this God thing, quotations, um, and really figure out, you know what, why do I believe what I believe? And how do I know that that God is really real to me. And, and I've had dreams before that have come to pass. And what I mean by that is that I have dreamt of a specific situation, a specific person, mm-hmm. and either days later, um, weeks later, or months later, that exact situation has happened in mm-hmm. real life. That's one, I think, hardcore evidence that I have to prove that God is real. Mm-hmm. Not that I need that, but I do think that sometimes that is a way that God speaks to non-believers yeah. um, because they don't have the idea of faith just yet. Yeah. And so he has to like do something in the natural for them to be able to understand. And then when they begin to grow in him, they can then rely on their faith, if that yeah. makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes complete sense. And I love what you said about having, you didn't have substance um, behind our faith. Yeah. And to your point, you know, those spiritual experiences, probably everyone has those believers mm-hmm. and unbelievers in some capacity, even, um, you know, I guess like a deja vu kind of thing. Yours are probably, you know, more prophetic and probably since you are a believer and, and more um, profound or pronounced, but um, mm. it, it, some people probably have a semblance of that and maybe have a hard time understanding what it is. Um, right. And so my, I guess, defense is always, that's just proof that there's a spiritual realm. And then from mm-hmm. there, if there's a spiritual realm, there must be an authority of the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And then I think it can kind of go from there. But those, even in the smallest nuggets of those kind of spiritual experiences that most people probably have, I mean, there's evidence for God right there. Um, so yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I think the only difference between a believer and a non-believer mm-hmm. is that the believer perceives who God is and hears and knows that that's God speaking because the Bible tells us that God speaks to every man. They just don't perceive him. And so that's, it's exactly what you said that believers and non-believers can have a prophetic experience. But if I don't know, who God is, or if I don't understand that that is a way that he speaks to me, Mm. then I can't say, oh, that was God. I'll say, oh, that was 
deja vu or yeah. oh i just experienced this before okay yeah. whatever you know but the believer or maybe somebody that knows a little more about jesus culture they can say oh no that was god and he doesn't do anything by mistake so there must be something i should learn from this experience you totally. know so mm-hmm. yeah and i love that i think that's you know probably puts the nail hits the ha- nail on the head with even you know people who you know, like you said, are unbelievers and kind of write off those experiences or don't understand them or even are frightened by them because that is mm-hmm. some s- scary stuff. Like yes. <laughs> having those kind mm-hmm. of experiences and not being able to know, okay, this is God. This is the the enemy speaking. Like it's, it's can be really scary. So I love that point about um, discerning, um, you know, that it's God. Um, so yeah. And I think my answer to that question, I think I would say the fact that Jesus is a historical person because sometimes, you know, as long as I've been a believer, there are moments where, you know, it can be hard to fathom God in a lot of ways or, you know, I can have a hard time believing. I'll just, I'll just say it that way. But, um, one of the things that continues to keep me grounded and continues to remind me is the fact that Jesus was like actually a person in history and like no matter if someone is Christian, atheist, scientist, whatever, you know, he was like a person in history and I think he proves himself to be God. He proved himself to be God when he walked the earth. So, I think for me that's my like most obvious like that's how I know God is real because everything in the Bible is spiritual and practical. I think you guys said that once and it's just mm-hmm. very I don't know, it's it's hard to deny, I think. Um, yeah, it's funny because both of our husbands are a good example of what um, it looks like to have, like, to prove the facts of, mm, of who God is. Totally. And both of our husbands say all the time that, like, the Bible isn't just a spiritual book. It's a history book. Yes. Like, outside of, out, like, let's let's put Jesus right here and God on here for a second. Like outside of that, if you actually look through history, you can see these moments in other history books. Like you said, I'm saying like, these are proven facts. These aren't just like a spiritual thing. Now we're grateful for this spiritual aspect of it as well. You're talking about it as if the Bible was this thing over here and this person wrote it when it's just like all those other books that you read in these classes, uh, a human wrote that math book a human wrote that social studies book a human wrote yep. but you believe everything in there mm. yet you use that same sense for our our story our belief mm-hmm. you know when it's just like well what's the difference yeah right? yeah so. so it can be heartbreaking because everyone is invited into the fold it's like everyone is welcome to, you know to fellowship with god and to commune and to accept his word and, you know, I never want people to, you know, feel ostracized or to feel like they're not invited when um, that's just the nature of this, like the spiritual battle, I guess, since that people aren't going to believe because the enemy blinds their minds. And so this is truth, not according to my opinion, not according to, you know, what I feel, but literally according to historical proven facts. So I totally agree with that. And I think that's, you said that so well that, you know, it's not a matter of opinion. It's literally history, <laughs> like all the other history books. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I want to thank you both for taking the time to speak with me and, and meet with me and, and talk through some of these things. So can you tell us how, if someone wants to get in touch with you or if someone wants to kind of follow along um, all of your nuggets of wisdom, how can they reach you? Feel free to check us out on Instagram, YouTube. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Anchor. We're also on Spotify. You can look us up as She's a Keeper Podcast. Um, so it's She's, all one word, a Keeper Podcast. Um, on YouTube, we have our actual visual podcast, which is always great to see our reactions and see us <laughs> in person. Um, but of course, you can also catch us on uh, your normal podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for being here. And that's all for today. And remember that the best life is one designed by God. So seek first his kingdom, live righteously, and all else will be added unto you. Be blessed.